This episode contains subject matter that may be upsetting for some listeners. Trigger warnings, including timestamps, are located in the description below. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Can I just take a brief aside? I feel like this is something that happens to me a lot in my life, and I don't know what it is about me that, like, straight men think that I care about Magic the Gathering. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Melanie! I don't know. Maybe it has to do with, like, the men you're around. I mean, like, I know that I'm a fucking dork and I love Lord of the Rings more than the average person. Like, I get that. But Lord of the Rings does not equal Magic the Gathering. My first boyfriend ever was into Magic the Gathering. (laughs) And I think about it every day. Not in, like, a happy way, just in, like, a ooh, oh kind of way. Um... And, um... Uh, quite frankly, my Elise, my childhood best friend who drove across the country with me, shout out to Elise, uh, is trying to set me up with her boyfriend's cousin. Who invented Magic the Gathering? No, he didn't invent it, but his, <laughs> but he is the subject of one of the cards. Like a painting of him is like the what? image on a card of Magic the Gathering. Melanie, maybe this is a sign though. Or maybe you are Magic the Gathering these men. No. Unconsciously. No. So because they seem safe to you. And then eventually you're going to have to deal a Uno reverse on these men and be like, look, I would rather play Risk. You had me at. Hell no. Welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And thank you so much for joining us on our podcast where we talk about romance movies. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. If you are returning to the pod, welcome back. And we are returning after our brief holiday hiatus. So thank you so much for your patience. I had law school finals, which took the life right out of my bones. Mm-hmm. And um, Allie and Tiffer were dealing with the actual holidays. So we thank you for your patience and we are glad to be back. Yay, sleigh bells ringling. Um, Ring a ding ding. <laughs> whoop whoop. Uh, yeah, uh, like Mel said, this is our podcast where we talk about movies uh, where uh, that we love, even though they hate us. Why, we, why do we love a genre that hates us so much, even though that's not what we typically go for melanie what genre do you typically go to oh i what what have you been watching recently i i typically go to horror that's my go-to but um i was house sitting uh and i'm pretty sure my parents house is haunted so um i haven't been watching that much horror because i've been like living in a house of horrors but um i recently watched this movie called the cave and it, okay, get this. It came out in 2005. It's got Lena Headey and Piper Perabo. So it's the same oh! year as Imagine Me and You. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Oh, I would like more info. <laughs> I mean, it took a turn. It's not very good, but it oh. had potential. Like so many horror movies, it has such potential and then goes in a completely weird direction. 
Um, but it's about explorers in the mountains underneath like Romania. Um, mm-hmm. And they're exploring a cave system and they find creatures that kill them. So it's the descent. It's kind of like the descent, but it's not. It's less friends like exploring caves, and it's, it's like less girlfriends on a trip, and more like we are here to study the cave. Exactly, like we are scientists, mm-hmm. and like there's this really cool like mosaic floor that they find, and there's this legend about these demons that guard something. I wasn't super paying attention. Um, yeah, but I for me, it's pretty much horror or like raunchy comedy or reality TV. Um, Allie, what do you like to watch though? Um, uh, for my like relaxation, I like to watch like an action movie, usually a heist movie. Christmas Eve, I did watch Ocean's Eleven. And Amazing. It was okay. A delight. You love uh, that movie. You love I George love it. Clooney. It's so comforting. It's it's like one of my comfort movies. I would say. Ocean's oh really? Eleven is a is a comfort movie. It puts me at such ease because I'm like. These these men are becoming are their best friends, and they're gonna pull one over on the uh, and Julia Roberts and her uh, outfits and and being I love I don't know why, but I love a heist movie, even when the only female character is an angry wife, a justifiably furious wife. Mm. I love it. Uh, although I've also been watching for the very first time. Everyone, I am thirty years old. I didn't watch it when it was on, and I have begun watching The O.C. Yes. California! California! Oh, I love The O.C. I love it. Here we come! I do not skip that intro. Um, You shouldn't. I do have a quick question for you, though, Melanie. Yeah. Did you have a question? I mean, I already know the answer, so I don't even know why I'm asking. Did you have a crush on one of the boys on the OC? Define boys. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I know the reality is that you had a big fat crush on Sandy Cohen. <laughs> have since the show aired and still do. Yeah, all about that Peter Because, Gallagher. like, arguably he's the best character in the whole goddamn show. Sandy Cohen is the backbone of the OC, and I will not hear anything otherwise. He's, he's a true angel up in Newport, but of the... Did you, I, I mean, I already know the answer to this as well. But of uh, any of the main young men, let's say, did you have a preference? Oh, I mean, Adam Brody. I knew, I knew you were more into Seth than. Unsurprising. Than also, love the name Seth, but like, un- I loved that character so much. Um, and He's also wonderful. like wonderful on that show does it does it does it surprise anyone that like i keep running into dudes that love magic the gathering because like one of my first tv crushes was this fucking nerd ass bitch like (laughs) it's it's also such television it's so like teen show of the early 2000s that the quote ugly dork is adam brody yeah handsome I didn't even watch the show, and I had a crush on Adam Brody. We all knew about Adam Brody. Although, can I be real with you right now? Yeah. I love Ryan Atwood. He's I good, too. Teen. I love that troubled teen. Although, lately, you sent me that I, clip, and it was like, you know what I like about rich kids? Nothing. I am in love. <laughs> you love up. a troubled Pe- bad boy. People keep talking about how he wears tank tops in the show. I'm like, no, 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 no. Here's what we're not talking about. 
the leather necklace and the matching like the oh the leather, leather bracelet wrist. yeah 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 why don't men do that anymore <sighs> am i just let me tell you what i need from you the, the early aughts were different they were a different time everyone's also marissa never brushes her hair no she's gross that's how I relate to her as a teen. <laughs> I'm like, this girl's relatable because she has not brushed her hair one goddamn time in this show. Um. Anyway, now that we've talked about the OC. Yeah, now that we've talked about the OC. Tipper's like, what if I died? Anyway. <laughs> he's editing. He's literally sitting at home with his beautiful partner and their beautiful child and their beautiful dogs having this wonderful life being like, what is wrong with my friends? truly he's like i'm so glad that i'm not sleeping even more so i can listen to these two idiots be like i think that seth is cuter than ryan we're all 30 um speaking of tiffer um while melanie loves horror and i love action and obviously the oc um tiffer is someone our, our beautiful sound engineer tiffer is someone who doesn't derive joy from movies typically so we're going to throw it over to Tiff and see what he knows, if anything, about our movie this week, which is Never Been Kissed. Never take Been Kissed! Woo! Take it away, Tiff. It's time for Tiff's pop culture osmosis. Grab onto your asses. Hey, Allie. Hey, Mel. Full disclosure, I had to Google this one. And uh, the poster gave me nothing. It's just Drew Barrymore sitting there and the title. So I scrolled down far enough to see that uh, for a research assignment, this adult woman has to go back to her high school. So uh, the only predictions I can make is this this whole movie seems like a setup to titillate some producer because there's going to be some 17-year-old jock who gets to be with uh, an adult Drew Barrymore. And that must have seemed very exciting in 1999. And I'm glad I'm not watching it. I'm sorry you had to watch it in uh, 2021, but uh, that's your burden to bear. So have fun with the rest of the episode. Bye. Bow, 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 bow. Oh, back. it's okay. done. Okay, so as we mentioned right before uh, Tiffer's Pop Culture Osmosis, uh, first of all, thank you, Tiffer. And second of all, yeah, we're, thank doing you. Never, we're doing Never Been Kissed. Never Been Kissed. A Drew Barrymore juggernaut. Drew returns to the pod, our queen, our savior. We Ugh. love Drew Barrymore. Me too. Also, wasn't this the first film that her production company produced? No. That was um something else. I I I want I think Flower Films was in 95. Okay, because, yeah, Flower Films did this. Ever After came out the year before. Another one that we've done on the pod. I think Ever After may have been the first one that Flower Films did. Interesting. But it was, if not the first, it was, like, one of the first. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, Drew produced this and stars in it. And um, this, this is, movie, okay. Okay. We, okay, this Ugh. is something I want to say right off the bat, though. Yeah, yeah. We will be heavily critiquing this movie and there's going to be episodes i'm sure in the future where we'll watch a film of drew barrymore's and we'll have maybe harsh critiques or yeah. thoughts or feelings but you know what we're never ever ever gonna do 
disparage Drew fucking well I now I'm like knock on wood knock on wood yeah I don't think she's gonna do anything but our intent like we've said this before on the podcast and I think it's important to reiterate so I think you're you're dead on in bringing this up thank you we're not and it's a conversation we should also have about Cameron Diaz too because I talked major shit about Cameron Diaz I did too during the holiday I straight up said she's a burn I said she's a bully (laughs) right but again when we like just you know grain of salt when we're talking about these people we are Mm -hmm. less talking about them as people and we're more relating them to their characters Mm -hmm. so if we talk about drew barrymore during this episode it's most likely in the context of talking about her character we're not trying to say anything negative about these actors as people because quite frankly we don't know them and unless they have anything problematic under their belt that's worth discussing we're not really referring to them as people and also, Allie has said this before, and I think it should be reset now. You can still like a movie or like art and have problems with it or critique it. And that's yeah. basically the whole point of our podcast is like, why do we love a genre that hates us? That's the point of the critique. And this is a hell of a movie for this podcast. Mm. Because, okay, I hadn't watched this since I was maybe nine or ten. I like It's, oh, it's really? been a good... Yeah, it had been a good 20 years since I'd seen it. Oh, I and, saw it um, like a couple of years ago. This movie, I was surprised, A, how much I did remember of it, and B, I'm, I was surprised by how much I remembered, how much actually still made me laugh, and also, oh my god this movie okay yeah so and we should also this- probably say too before we get more into it ali is that oh. this this movie deals with some pretty when you peel back the cute charming layer mm-hmm. it has some pretty intense negative problematic stuff including mm-hmm. teachers having relationships with students mm-hmm. or the idea of adults having sexual or romantic relationships with what is legal, legally considered to be children, a.k.a. people who are under 18, it's okay to not listen to the rest of this, but we will be discussing that in more detail. Yeah, yeah we love you. All right. So we'll start on a light note. Drew Barrymore, who was 23 when charming. this was So out. charming. And I think she's supposed to be 25 in the movie. Whatever. Yeah, she's supposed 23. to be 25. David Arquette's supposed to be 23. Yeah, he's supposed to be younger than she is, which is like, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. even though I'm like, this motherfucker was like, whatever. Anyway, well, they were both in Scream together. They were both in Scream! I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I don't know if Drew Barrymore interacted with the rest of the cast, though. Because... They, she didn't, though. She she wore that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer wig and um, got killed at the beginning. <laughs> Can I say also something about Drew Barrymore? Mm-hmm. As someone who also has a lisp, I love her. I think lisp. she's great. I don't I think it's charming. Lisp power. Yeah, it is charming. So Josie is a copy editor. She's like a total grammar nerd. She went to Northwestern. She wants to be, she uh, wants to be just a, a regular a, a, journalist. An investigative journalist. And Gus keeps telling her no, 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 no. Gus is John C. Riley. Yes. And so then they have this staff meeting and basically the editor-in-chief or the head honcho, whatever. Played by Gary, Gary Marshall. Marshall. Icon. Delightful. He, Love him. He basically says that their competing newspaper, the Chicago Tribune, has a story about teens 
and that they should have had that story. So he says, Mm -hmm. Josie, you look young. You're going undercover in high school. Yeah. And that's how the plot is born. So she basically is going. She's and her experience in high school is what she's going to write about. And, you know, we'll get into the more like makeover romance tropey stuff in a sec. But she basically like Josie, the stories that she pitches are not good stories. Every story that she, any of them. <laughs> one of them was what's in the coleslaw. Another one no, was that's that after that's after for the high school thing. Well, no, she like sh- she doesn't get enough stories, so they end up having to put a, a hidden camera on her, and so then oh, Gus is okay. like, "Oh, I'm Sorry. gonna you're gonna film what you do, and I'm gonna pick out the story for you because it's your first assignment. Because all the stories that you keep coming up with are absolute garbage, and yeah, like be- they low key are. <laughs> yeah, but also part of it is her experience. Her also through this, we we find out that Josie has quote never been kissed. And she says that she has been kissed, but never really kissed where... And, like, what she describes is very sweet and, like, romantic. And that's actually what it feels like when you kiss someone and you're in love with them. Well, it sounds sounds really nice, actually. Yeah, it's great. I wouldn't know anymore. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Bitter, Rooney. Anyway, continue. Listeners, you cannot you, can, you cannot see this, but the face that Ali just made at me over Zoom is of oh boy. I'll let you imagine the face that she made at me for saying that. Have you guys ever seen Kermit the Frog? When Kermit the Frog is nervous. And his lips kind of curl in. Yeah, that's what Ali did. But basically what we find out though is, is Josie's very excited to like pretend to be 17 again. Because her actual high school experience was really horrible. And the we keep seeing through flashbacks um, her high school experience or, like, memories from that. And it's very painful and, like, it's hurts. Like, I wrote down, so, like, this is awful. They are so horrifying sad. to her. They the, are the, so mean to her. The level of bullying that she experiences, like, she... Yeah. the And the... It's so... It's traumatic. Yeah. Like she's just like a dorky nerd with braces and in love with the popular guy at school and she reads him a poem she wrote about him which is like really brave to write a poem about someone and, to and then it out loud in front of brave. the whole class that's also, incredibly ballsy. And also her poem is really nice. Yeah. I would also be uncomfortable though if someone wrote a poem about me. Yeah. But you know it, what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't but like, pretend give, I was give asking. Give a poem them. in private. Don't read it in front of the whole English class. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't do what this man, this boy does, which Ugh. is tell her he's going to take her to prom, have her wait outside, and then throw eggs at her. It's. And then drive off. Yeah. And like. Horrifying. Also, everyone calls her Josie Grossy. Which is um, something that her brother, David Arquette, Rob, who was like the cool guy in school, started it, and then it caught on. And so I do love that joke, though. I yeah, do love it's joke. it's and it, like there's an interesting um kind of power play that happens between Josie and Rob too, and that I think we is, are not explaining sh- this movie. <laughs> well, no, but like, it, do we ever? No. And and it's that, you know, Josie had a horrible time in high school, but she was smart and she cared about school and she worked really hard. And now she's a successful adult. And she's Rob also like 25. Right. Anyway. Right. And then Rob, who 
didn't care about school and only cared about being popular and used his charisma to benefit himself un- until it didn't benefit him anymore when he got injured playing baseball in school, dropped out of college, and then is, like, working at a dead-end job. So, like, the message here is, like, if you have a hard time in high school, it's okay because the future gets better. And if you peaked in high school, fuck you. That's basically the message of the movie. Which is a message of a lot of rom-coms and a lot of movies about which, high school. Which but I also, don't necessarily like, think is fair, though, because I think no. if, if you have an okay time in high school great good for you i'm happy for you high school and middle school suck for everyone and if you find a way to enjoy your time more power to you the thing is is that if you're enjoying your time there at the expense of others if you are a bully or if you are like stereotypically one of the popular kids who uses Mm -hmm. nastiness to get ahead that's Mm -hmm. not okay I think bullying in general is bad. Although, do you remember actual like popular kids who were the popular kids? Yeah, but I also went to like hippie high school, so I probably am not a good judge of. I this. remember like a few, but I but like even then, I'm like I don't know that everyone knew that those were the popular kids. Also, I don't remember knowing like those are the dorks. Those are the, like that wasn't really happening. I feel like everybody kind of was. Also, everyone bullied. Everyone. Of course, there are people who bullied other people more. But right. something I think is interesting about this movie, because she makes friends with some nerds, and then when she forgets to hang out with them one time, they're immediately mean to her. I'm like, oh yeah, nerds are mean. Yeah, nerds it's like are that, also mean. that bit from 30 Rock, where like Liz yeah. Lemon thinks that she's like the lovable nerd, but she's actually like really mean to everybody all the time. Yeah, let me be honest. Look, I'm going to say this as, we're saying this as two fucking Adults. Were I don't uh, were t- adults, and we were two people who were nerds in high school. If I yeah. don't want to speak for you, Mel, but no, I hung out no. in a area that was called the emo corner. So I'm sorry, I um, it, yeah, it, uh, look, I was definitely bullied in middle school and high school. I also was an asshole to people. Yeah, oh, same. there are things I said to people that I feel bad about to this day. Yeah, me too. One thing I don't feel bad about because it was funny and I also stole it from Mommy and Michelle, though. Okay. Um, Did you tell someone that you hoped their babies look like monkeys? No. Oh, what okay. Happened, there was a boy named, I'll say his name, I don't care. Oh. His name was Bryce. He was always mean. And then, although now I feel bad because his own friends were also annoyed by him because he was had such a bad attitude. Oh. Um. But also, I feel like his parents cursed him because his name was Bryce. It's not an easy name to have. If your name is Bryce and you're a young boy, I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry, babe. Anyway, this kid was very mean, and he was mean to everyone, and he said something to me. I think he, did he call me ugly, or he made fun of something I said? I don't remember. I still don't remember exactly what he said. I know it was... Something it was enough. He this young man made the mistake of saying something to a very angry 14-year-old Ali Tanzillo in the lunch line. And I said, Go fuck your sister, Bryce. Oh my god, this is that guy. Yeah. And here's the thing though, he had a sister. And I knew. Oh. (sighs) That's a rough one. But the I point, I, I'm sorry that happened, but all the point is, is that, like, everyone in the, high school is mean. 
because you're all just hormonal sociopaths testing the limits and seeing what you can get away with. I don't know that we're all sociopaths. I think we're... Oh, that's sorry. That's middle, that's middle school. Sorry. Middle, middle school, everyone... I will say this. If you had a good time in middle school, I don't want to hang out. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with you now. It's a universally bad shared experience. Look, I will forgive and understand and hope that everybody grows and learns. And like, I know and hope that everyone has changed since they were a teen. That being said, if you had a good time in middle school, I don't want to know you now. (laughs) I don't want to get to know you. Yeah. I mean, I wish you well (laughs) on your journey in life, bro. But guess what? Our, Our paths will never cross. Our rivers, our rivers will never intertwine. Our tangent, our cosines will never. T- I don't remember math class now. <laughs> it's okay. The tangent is something that only touches the circle at one point. I am so glad I never have to deal with that shit ever again <laughs> in my life. Anyway. Let's talk about this fucking yeah, the, movie. The okay. point of this movie she is goes, that high school has such a... It, it's like this weird dichotomy because it can have such a lasting effect on who you are. But then at the end of the day, once you're out of it, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. And it this movie, I matter. think, does a really good job of that as we see Josie in her journey of loving mm. herself and coming mm. to terms with loving herself and embracing who she is as an adult woman, which ironically she learns by going back to high school. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she has this whole makeover. She goes to school. And as she's in school, she's being herself. And mm-hmm. she's not befriending the popular kids. She's friends with the dorks. And she's having a great time. Yeah. Having fun with Lily Sobieski. Who um, is delightful in this movie. She's great. She has glasses. She's a nerd. Um, she... I texted you at one point because there's a scene of them in the car, and I was like, "This is me and Melanie." Absolutely, it's just it them looked, in a car it, drinking milkshakes, drinking milkshakes, looking at other people, a big group of like cool teens hanging out, being like, "Ugh, so lame." And, and this is like, us as adult women. We do this that. Is us as adult. We do that. I will say, I will say this though: cool teens are terrifying when you're an adult. That is true. Until although, you hit, I although, think I'm 30 years old. I'm 30. I'm finally like, I, I would say by my late 20s, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. But like, well into like, kind of past the point it should be scary. If a cool teen, if a group of cool teens are near me, I'm like, we gotta go. They're gonna make fun of me. Um, yeah. And so like, can I, the cool teen, his name is Guy something. This greasy Shakespearean peasant looking motherfucker doesn't deserve to be the popular boy in school. I hate him. I hate everything he's about. I don't like his face. I think his name is stupid. And he's greasy, Allie. He's so greasy. That was the 90s. They were like, what if all of us were gross? Um, I. Anyway, she ends up befriend. Eventually, what happens is her brother, Rob also pretends to be a high schooler he re-enrolls is instantly cool and here's what here's here's why he re-enrolls because his glory days were in high school he's like if i play baseball now i will get as a high schooler maybe i'll be able to relive my glory days and i missed playing baseball and i missed being part of a team and the whole time i'm like join a league join an adult league 
be a coach. And then at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, now I'm the coach. I'm like, couldn't you have done that earlier? Also, I knew, um, I knew multiple dudes who fucking were on a team in high school, yeah. graduated, and then became the assistant coach of that high school. Yeah, That's it's the not thing you do of. when you're 23. And also, can we just take a moment to recognize how the school is clearly negligent for hiring essentially a predator who pretended that he was a teenager, <gasps> dated a yeah. teenage girl. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, you could coach our, you could coach our baseball team. Like, yeah. no, no, yeah, no, absolutely he, not. There, no. There's a girl who is 16 and straight up Josie is like, she's 16 years old. And he's like, yeah, the gymnast. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, no, 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 no. Go to jail. You're 23 and she's 16. That's it's not OK. And, and we're supposed to be like, oh, because he doesn't do it. He's a good dude. I'm like, no, go to jail. He shouldn't be the coach. Yeah. like um, You shouldn't. It's it's like it's the sinister end of how do you do fellow kids? And it's yeah. like and another uh, thing. And I know we said we would talk about this a lot and we're like more than halfway through and we haven't talked about it, but let's talk about the teacher. Okay. I forget I, his name. Quite frankly, they his, ha- they call him Sam. He's like, the school wants you to be able to call me Sam. I'm like, no, they don't. No. All right. um, I went to hippie and, school where it was allowed because we all called each other and our teachers by their first names. But at know. normal high school, you don't do that. No. In a normal high school, you call them, you know, Ms. or Mr. or I don't even know what the non-binary version of that is. Do you mix sometimes? Mix, MX. Okay, that yeah. that makes sense. But like you call the them basically by <gasps> wait, their title wait. and their last name. Can I may I share a story really quick about uh non-binary instructors? Yes. A friend of mine who is uh a teacher wrote <laughs> on the board. <laughs> they overheard um, I, some teens they were taking care of. One of the boys went, "Hey, I bet she squirts." And a girl next to him went, yeah. "Um, I bet they squirt." Oh my god! <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Like, great for gender <laughs> affirmation, but also like gross, <laughs> gross. My friend who told me was like, I was almost in tears. It was so funny to me. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> but like, I, I think that really proves that teens at their core do not change, which I, I kind of makes me happy. Anyway, so yeah. there's this teacher. Okay, <sighs> this fucking dude belongs in the, the first thing prison. Yeah, the first thing that he Go says to, to jail because Sorry. she answers a question about Shakespeare. And also, like, can I just say, I don't think her answer is technically correct either when he was asking what pastoral means and she, like, cited Virgil's eclogues, um, which I've read um, in Latin. Not sure if she's wholly correct because the eclogues have deeper roots. Virgil didn't invent pastoralism. But anyway, that's just, you know, (laughs) me. But he says, are you sure you're 17? Which is like, excuse me? No. That's an inappropriate comment. He is essentially the thing that's fucked up is because like throughout her dealing with this story and coming to terms with herself and loving herself, I guess I shouldn't say coming to terms with herself, but embracing herself. She, she and Sam end up having this connection and this romantic spark 
Well, because he keeps being like, you're such a good writer, and he keeps telling her how smart she is, and he keeps... Um, but he And making eyes at her. and Making like, eyes at her, and also, like, talking to her about how his girlfriend. And romance, and, and how he's not happy in his relationship, and that's grooming. That is grooming. He and he's doing says, it and then, under and the he belief... Also, he's doing it under the belief that Josie is 17 and that she is his high school student. Correct. He does he also, not know she is his age. He also is doing this thing where he... She's like... He, at one point he says, when you're out of high school, all the guys are going to go crazy for you. Which and is not something that a teacher should say to their student. No. And what happens is she says, you're just saying that. She went, you have to say that because you're my teacher. And he says, actually, I shouldn't say that because you're my teacher. That's another thing yeah, that that's... abusers do. This, Ugh. as someone who a has been groomed, but also, um, I know multiple people who have also been groomed. What a cool Same. world! What yeah, a what a great cool world, world where we, uh, where this is something that we've all encountered in one way or another. What a cool world where if you have, anyway, um, but. What he's doing is like kind of also making her feel guilty about his feelings. And when at the the prom, when she reveals that she what that, you know, that she is a undercover, that she's 25 or whatever, and that she was writing a story, blah, blah, blah. um, He is mad at her and he's like, what, do you want me to be relieved that uh, it's okay that I was attracted to you? Which is like, you shouldn't. What? The fact that you were attracted to someone you believed was your student at all is the crux of the problem here, sir. That's the problem. The fact that he... You are a predator if you act that that way. The fact that he did this now and and the way he does it tells me that this is something that either has happened before or will definitely happen again. Yeah, because he's he's clearly a pedophile. He is a predator. Yeah. And like the thing is, um, because they've been filming, because Josie has been filming everything and John C. Riley, everyone also the thing that I do think is cute is that everyone in the office watches the tapes. And the and whole so everyone- office is totally supportive of Josie and they're rooting for her to succeed, which it's I thought very was cute. very sweet. There are lots of like genuinely funny, cute character, like little jokes and moments in this movie that I really liked, which is why it's so frustrating that the like main love story is between this young woman who has never been kissed has while she has achieved a lot um in her career uh, emotionally relationship wise she is somewhat i don't want to say stunted but she's incredibly naive and sheltered um, yeah sheltered and i've met women like this i've been a woman like this same i um and the fact, like, the fact that she thinks this is okay is a sign that she is not okay. Um, Absolutely. It's because when when you like, are not what, okay, what? you accept love from people and when that love matches how you view yourself. Yes. And well said. Very well said. Um, and, like, what happens is John C. Reilly is like, oh, the teacher is the story. That's and the she's sex like, scandal. there's no. She's like, there is no scandal. This isn't a problem. He's not a bad guy. When they publish a thing, kind of anyway. Also, okay, here's something else that we don't talk about, because the Chicago Tribune seems to be getting stories ahead of the Chicago Sun Times. Yeah, they like keep the Tribune has them. a story, and we never find out how. 
Does the Chicago Tribune also have another person pretending to be a teen undercover? Okay, I, wait, question. Who, if they do, who do you think it is? It's Guy. Guy. Greasy, greasy peasant boy? Yeah. It's Guy. He's uh, secretly like 50. No, he's, he's also 25. Ew. That's what I think this is. That is interesting because yeah. the stu- the stuff that he says is so unbelievably it's stupid. It's lame. Yeah. He tries. He okay. For those who haven't seen this movie, or even for those who have, let me draw your attention. He comes up with a cool word, and it's Rufus. That's totally Rufus. Like this is so Rufus. Like who? It's just so ridiculous that like yeah, someone pretending to be a high schooler. That's actually a good theory, Allie. I like Thank that. You. Because they never address it. Because also part of the thing is that they come up like the Chicago Tribune, I think, gets finds out about her thing at prom where she um, says the whole thing about how I was undercover. Yep, and, they write a story um, about it. And, and then they Josie- also mention the teacher. They mention the teacher. Yep. So I think that the sequ- like, I'm sorry, but that's whatever. That anyway, is interesting. Because we never find out why the Chicago Tribune knows all this stuff about this high school. That's fair. Why? Anyway. Also, um, unrelated what? to that, you know who what? my, my favorite character in this movie? No. Yeah. Who? He's the dumb blonde jock who's just constantly <gasps> like, ah! I This, this man committed to his role 500% and he's constantly screaming and constantly doing stupid shit and I love him. And his um, girlfriend is also the dumbest girl in school, and I he, love them together. He 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 has a joke in it that is maybe one of my favorites, which is the scene where um, Molly Shannon comes in to visit um, Josie, yes. and they mistake her for the sex ed teacher, so she's giving a course on sex ed. Anyway, they're doing the thing, which is in movies and TV all the time, which is put a condom on a banana. That never happened in any school i went to yeah Um, i never learned how to put a condom on no we were told i don't know how this was wherever you are you were told how to put it on but you never had to demonstrate the first time i ever used one was on an actual penis they uh, good for you um they no we were told uh that basically it was a thing of like no matter what Nothing. The only a hundred percent effective way to not get pregnant or an STD is to not have sex. We were so. Don't tell us a really even how to put a condom on. Don't explain condoms to us. Don't explain birth control to us. Everything is like, well, you're always rolling the dice. So oh. if you have sex at all, I mean, you might as well not even wear a condom. Which is why what STDs yeah. are so prevalent in Arizona. That's why so many teen pregnancies are happening. That's yeah. See again, uh, I went to I went to hippie high school in the Haight Ashbury oh. neighborhood of San Francisco. So I am the wrong person to ask as a litmus test for the country. I was ter- Oh, I also got sex ed quote sex ed uh, from youth group, where um oh yeah where I was uh told that we were told this story about um like say you finally meet the man of your dreams and he proposes to he has a ring and he says i want to marry you 
And then he also says, I have genital warts and I'm going to give it to you and we'll both have it for the rest of our lives. Oh my God. Um, what is church youth camp? Um, we did not do things like this in USY, <laughs> which it stands for United Synagogue Youth. <laughs> okay, thank you. I was like, you. We did not. I was trying to figure out which letter meant <laughs> when she was Jewish. <laughs> we did not talk about this movie <laughs> because okay, I mean, like, we yeah, we said we were going to talk about the the traumatic stuff a lot more, but like, I feel like it's. It's just so problematic. They end up together, which is frustrating. Because she writes this article where she apologizes to him. She did nothing wrong. She didn't write the article. She even defended him. She didn't say anything to him. She did nothing wrong. And she apologizes to him. And And everyone suddenly is rooting for them. And they show up at the baseball field and they're waiting for him to come kiss her. Because suddenly, because she ended up being an adult. the fact that he thought she was a teenager is irrelevant actually no that's extremely relevant Mm -hmm. like and like just future lawyer speaking Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i only say you're disrespecting a future u.s army (laughs) 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 exactly but like okay for for anyone who's not again i'm not a lawyer i'm not your lawyer this is not legal advice okay if you need legal advice get a lawyer um but when like in criminal law specifically about sexual assault slash rape there is a specific defense someone can invoke it is rarely proven and you need to prove it but the defense is basically being able to definitively prove that you believed the person you were having sex with or you know, grooming for all intents and purposes that you believed sincerely that they were of legal age for you to be doing that. And it's, it's not a good defense in my opinion. And this movie is literally the opposite of that because he believed that she was 17. Uh So he's like, I shouldn't be saying this to you because I'm your teacher. Then don't fucking say it. Number one, number two, like the fact that she turns out to be older, that she was deceiving you the whole time is also irrelevant because you still believed, Sam, yeah. that yeah. she was a teenager. She was your student. And as a teacher, you have a special responsibility to your students and it is your duty to protect them and to make and- sure that things like this don't happen to them. And in many states, teachers are mandatory reporters. This is a clear abuse of power as his teacher. And he's also manipulating her into being in love with him because he's flirting with a 17 year old. And I don't yeah. understand why nobody else in the movie thinks that this is such like it's like also, it's like also swept this under movie, the rug. Yeah. Also, this movie implies that, oh, he was attracted to her because he subconsciously could tell that be, she was so smart. She was 25. No, 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 no. You think there aren't, like, smart 17-year-olds? 17-year-olds can write like that. Also, it's not that she's, like, a smart 17-year-old. She's a naive 25-year-old. She yeah. acts like a child. And that's why she was so believable as a child. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm... Uh, Still mad about this movie. Should we talk Me about too. some positive things, though, about this movie? Here's what's frustrating. Mm. That whole section, 
that we talked about with this teacher is infuriating. And yet, it's truly disgusting. And there are funny bits. Like, I remembered the joke. I remembered the joke that about the blonde guy did. I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Before I got distracted. Yeah. The blonde guy that Melanie loves in this movie. My favorite. I don't know his name and I don't want to learn it. There, I don't think he has a name. Good. They're in the scene. There's a scene where there's like sex ed is happening and they're trying to put condoms on bananas. At one point, everybody is laughing and yelling and like condoms are flying off of things and everybody, some wackiness ensues. It cuts to him. He is just eating the banana. Yes. He's just eating the banana. (laughs) Eating the banana, having a great time. We picked up. Oh, okay. Also, I want to talk about a few other things. Yes. Jessica Alba is in this movie. Jessica Alba does a great job. Jessica Alba is legitimately very funny in this. And I honestly really respect Jessica Alba because everybody, it's like, I think she so much has said, like, oh no, the movie industry, like, direct, everyone was shitty to me. Everybody, I was sexualized in a creepy way. I didn't feel respected. I didn't feel safe. Yeah, well, they I'm just treated her like company. they treated her like a bimbo, and those were the roles that she was cast in. And she's clearly a very savvy, smart person. Yeah, and she's also legitimately funny. Yes, um, this movie proves that. And uh, I just am happy that she's doing well and okay. Um, Me too. Another thing, not I sponsored say, by the Honest Company. No, although my favorite thing though. Is that honest sells diapers? Diapers, but I'm pr- I'm pretty sure they're full of shit. No, Allie. Anyway, shitty diapers. Oh, okay. I also it all talk about comes back to poopy diapers. Something we haven't talked about is that she goes to prom in this movie. She ends up coming up with the prom. Josie comes up with the prom theme because initially it was going to be the millennium, and then another pr- high another school high there. school took it and god forbid two different high schools with unrelated proms have the same theme it, it's similar to in like 1999 like, everything was the millennium it's like in uh 2007 all the prom themes were james bond yeah yeah um but and what, how in 1955 theme- they were all enchantment under the sea mm-hmm and how Get it? that was a Back also, to the Future reference. No, I fuck. I was gonna keep telling. I was gonna add on to the joke, you fucking bitch. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to go back to the past where we became friends, and I'd say, "Don't do it." I push you out of the tree while you're peeping, Tom, and I push you out of the tree, and you get hit by the car. I mean, that's and then fair. you meet my, and then you meet your. Wait, <laughs> I, got, I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up because I think in my brain I accidentally turned you into my because in, in this instance I'm Marty McFly and, and I'm I'm George, McFly, I'm George McFly I'm your dad <laughs> god damn it anyway what the theme is because I remember loving these costumes as a kid I honestly, I like in movies and in TV where characters dress up in costumes for like a costume party. It's very, very I think cool. It's, I think it's fun and it's also Love a, a good fun way to like party. show an element of their character. It's it's fun. Um, but the theme she comes up with is uh, made for each other uh, famous couples throughout history. So like the, a lot of the popular girls go, each of them is a different kind of Barbie um, and their boyfriends are all different Kens. Um and the nerds go as DNA, which was cute. Which is, 
I I also her jumpsuit, her blue jumpsuit under that, I was obsessed with as a child. Yeah. I saw that at nine and was like, if only I could wear that to my prom. A neon blue okay. jumpsuit with like butt length hair. Yeah, I was like, the dream. Yeah. Um uh and then later I saw Charlie's Angels and was like, oh, never mind. I want to wear anything Drew Barrymore is wearing. Yeah. Um Yeah, because she dressed she and Guy go to prom together and they're prom king and prom queen. I think she looks lovely. She looks uh, beautiful. And they were Rosalind and Orlando because that's from the Shakespeare play that they were reading. I want to say something about the um, costume in this really quick. Yeah. Rob is dating this girl, Tracy, and they go, uh, he goes as Tom Cruise from Risky <sighs> Business and she's Rebecca De Mornay. Um, I have a, um, yeah. Do you know that? Hey, Melanie, mm. do you remember what that movie is about? I do. It's about sex work, <laughs> illegal sex work. Yeah. Rebecca De Mornay is a, is a prostitute in that movie. Yeah. So this adult man is pretending, is going to prom with a 16-year-old and had her dress up as a sex worker. And he showed up in the famous tidy whities and uh, college He showed shirt. up to an event with no pants. Go to jail. Agreed. Anyway, yeah. All the uh, men honestly, in this room. Uh, Rob, okay, sorry. I, I Rob wanted to and talk. Sam both need to go to jail. They need um, to go to jail forever. Like they directly, should not. They should not be around society anymore. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. No, in fact, um, pay, sorry, pay I want two hundred dollars for having to watch this. Boom. I do want to talk about a few other things that I liked in this movie. I yes. think we should mention things we like in this movie that aren't the... Because we hate the main love story so much, we should talk about things that we do like. Yes. Molly Shannon. John C. Riley. There is a also joke Gary at the Marshall. prom. Gary Marshall. The, okay. Gary Marshall, because at the baseball game, because she asked him to meet her at a baseball field and kiss her. Um, Gary Marshall is at the baseball field, and he's finding a seat, and he's yelling... I got hot wieners here. Yes, I love that part. Hot wieners. Who wants a hot wiener? Hot wieners. I am livid that that made me laugh so hard. Oh, I thought um, it was hilarious. It was I so loved it. It, it. He. It's this movie is full of actors delivering lines that probably shouldn't be that funny, and it's so funny and so charming. Um, uh, what's another? I wrote another thing. Oh, okay. There is a joke at the at at the prom. A couple walks up to a table dressed as Mary and Joseph. And Jessica <laughs> Alba goes, oh, there's no room at this table. And then she's like, tough break for those two. I laughed. I'll, I forgot that It was that so joke. funny. I that was a that really joke. cute That's little fucking joke. Good. That, oh, also, I think, okay. I think that the popular boy, is, let's say he isn't the other undercover person for the Chicago Tribune. You mean greasy peasant man? I think he is attracted to Lily Sobieski. He is. He asks her to dance. Yeah, but he, even though it's like to put dog food on her, I think he genuinely, because he always comes up to her to make fun of her. He's yeah. obsessed with her. Anyway, that's how I feel about that. Um, um, oh, um, one of my favorite jokes was also at the prom when the nerds are explaining to the popular kids that their DNA and they have those strings attaching them, and one of the girls goes to touch it, and the guy goes, uh, don't touch the hydrogen. It's rented. And I was, what? I'm dead! 
I'm dead. That, that was is so a funny. Very, that is a very you joke. I don't. I God, but I. Um, oh, you know what we haven't talked about is the James what? James Franco cameos. Oh, James Franco has three lines on this movie. Fuck James Franco. We don't care about him. Um, and that's he, that's it, folks. Moving on. He sucks like shit. Anyway, um, I. <sighs> I feel like there were things I wanted to talk about in this movie. It's overall like that's and that's kind of what's hard about liking this movie is that there are things that are in it. It is is undeniably charming. It's a cute, charming movie. All the acting is good. I would say the production value is also pretty high quality. It looks cute. It's It's cute. It's a cute movie. But Overall, when- it's a cute 90s rom-com, except for the fact that the main core romance that they want you to care about is a, 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 a fucking predator. Anyway, it's horrifying. Well, I anyway. actually, I wonder, because I think, uh, let me know if you agree, a better, like how we would change this to make it better. Obviously, we would remove the child predators. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, a better way to do this would be to have Josie go undercover as a teacher. Instead of have her go undercover as a student, go undercover as a teacher. Because as a former teacher, you learn a lot about those kids. You do. You do. And you don't need to be in their business or asking them. Like, you just by teaching and, like, being such a big part of each other's lives, you get to know your students and you get to know what they're doing just by, like hearing what they're saying so i think a way to fix this would be to have josie go undercover as a teacher instead of as a student because in high school as an adult seeing the popular girls be mean to lily sobieski you'd still have to reckon with your traumatic high school experience yeah also something nice though that i did like is in josie's big article where she talks about like what she learned and how part of it is that learning that like oh high school is kind of still the same even in that she says almost exclusively nice things about these kids because she does care about these kids she says she talks about how these like nerds immediately accepted her and embraced her and were really kind to her she talks about how like the way she writes about uh guy is like oh there's still that guy that's like undeniably charming and you don't know why but you still are drawn to him and he makes you excited to go to school that's a nice thing to say about someone and even these girls who were mean to her but also were kind of her friends she recognizes that they're girls and she's like there's still those girls that even after all these years they're still the most beautiful young women you've ever seen up close like what a lovely thing to say she says the truly most lovely nice genuine things about these kids which is really sweet and yet the rest of the article is like i'm so sorry to this teacher who believed i was a child and yeah hit on me yeah no it should be like hey also i noticed like because i if we're gonna keep this thing in this movie even though we would get rid of it the article should be like i know that because i love these kids part of me loving these kids was recognizing how easily they're still how there are people who want to take advantage of them and hurt them. And this teacher um, yeah, did this. She should have totally call, outed him, him out. as a predator in that article. Continue to call him out. Continue to call Instead him out. Instead of apologizing um, for something that's not her fault, totally agree. I will say something that I noticed that wasn't explicit in this film that I enjoyed too was how the women uplift each other. Yes. Even though the, even though the nerd girls and the popular girls are at odds, at 
at the end, they all come together supporting each other and uplifting each other to support Josie. And I really liked that. And I wish there was more of that. Yeah, Lily Sobieski is pissed at Josie, like, at the prom. She's mad at Josie, but when Josie wins prom queen, they cut to her and she's smiling. She's happy for her. Like, it's lovely. It's... Anyway, I want to see more of that. What's frustrating is they're like teen, like the relationship, the friendships in this movie are very sweet. Again, the romance is fucked up. Okay, Melanie, would yeah. you recommend this movie? I have to say yes. We there are element. Okay, this is a movie you kind of have to see to be to believe it. Yeah, um, and again, if you're triggered by the subject matter, you're not gonna it. you're not don't. gonna lose out on life by not watching yeah. this movie. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Drew Barrymore is so cute, um, just undeniably charming. If you're having like a Drew Barrymore night, it's a good one. This to is definitely like this Ever After, Never Been Kissed, Charlie's Angels, Wedding Singer, all of those. All of those. Um, is this movie romantic? No. No. Is it sexy? Absolutely no. not. It is the opposite um, of sexy. It turned my vagina into the Sahara Desert. Wait, that's just regular desert sounds. <laughs> what? I was trying to do the. Oh, like like from Dune. <laughs> we are doing different <laughs> desert music. <laughs> yeah, um, and I will say I know. We sometimes forget to do fuck Mary Kill. I'm gonna I'm gonna float something out to you. Okay. I don't think okay. that we should do that for this movie because two of the main guys that would be in it are predators, and I don't Agreed. think that we should do a fuck Mary Kill for this movie. We would kill both of them. Yeah. Although you know we would both think... go to jail because we would be murderers. We would be murderers. You know who I would spend time with though? Who? John C. Riley. Oh, Absolutely. Here's a question. Do what? you <laughs> Because John C. Riley and Molly Shannon kind of get shipped together because they're constantly at odds. Because But then they set like a really sweet scene together, honestly. They Those do. Two are such good actors. They are. It's that, because like, Molly Shannon shit... yeah. dates around the office and he has a strict no dating around the office. And she's like, Well, it's just sex, so it's not dating, so it doesn't break your rule. And he's like, Okay, it's still inappropriate though. And then, you know, he's swamped with work and she's like, oh, well, if you need some help, I'm free. Would you like some help with your work? And he said, actually, I would like that. Thank you very much. And like they have this very sweet bond. But I do think. um, I wish there were more between John C. Riley and Drew Barrymore, not necessarily in a romantic way. Oh, no, no, no. But in like a friendship way of him being like this is your story. And then him being like, this is inappropriate. You need to see what's going on here. Not only as your boss and your coworker, I'm telling you this, but as your friend, I'm worried for you. Yeah. Like um, showing some empathy on his character would have been nice. And having um, like uh, growing from this naivete on her character would I think have been nice too. Cause she yeah. doesn't really grow out of it. Nope. Nope. Uh, she goes from liking people in high school to liking people in high school. Cool, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want the best for her. Anyway, um, I got a question. Yeah. I need to ask somebody. Yeah. Why is it when y'all see me at the party, 
y'all be looking like, oh, he a movie star. He ain't supposed to be out on the floor with everybody. But, oh, wait, yo. Y'all forgetting when I was amateur spinning before the scripts were written? First one in, last one out the club. Bursting in, passing out in the club. Um, That's the song Switch by uh, Willard Smith. Anyway, um, Willard I would not Smith? recommend... <laughs> His real name is Willard. It's not William. Did you know that the first CD I ever owned was Big Willie style? As it should be. Yeah. As it should be. Good times. Well, if you have a feeling or an opinion about Never Been Kissed, if you also are angry about it, shoot us a message, an email. Uh, you can contact us at uh, hellnocast.com or on our Instagram and Twitter at hellnocast. Uh, send us an email, hellnocast at gmail.com. We genuinely love feedback, and we also love to be schooled. We do. No so if anyone wants to talk about this or wants to yell about it or has more information that they would like to share, that they would like us to share, we love it. We absolutely love interacting with y'all who support us. And it does mean a lot to us. So we thank you for continuing to come back for your support. And if this was your first episode, thank you for sticking with it. Oh, we do do more fun movies, we promise. But we thank you for your time. And um, if you want to listen to other episodes, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And we drop every episode. We drop new episodes every episode. We drop episodes every Friday um, or Saturday if we've had a busy week. And we would love to hear from you. And we thank you for your continued support. Again, it really means a lot to us. Yes, and um, what also means a lot to us. Segway. Smooth. See what I did? If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star text review on Apple Podcasts because that actually does help us. It really does. It's lovely. And, and if you have done that, you're an angel and you're lovely and we are really grateful. And we kiss you well, and we love you forever. Uh, we're gonna uh, uh, never been kissed. <laughs> never been fist did. Um, <laughs> I thought you said this and then <laughs> you finished it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. So listen, we started with the OC Wait, and we ended a... with fisting. That's a pretty typical episode for us. Wait. Is there a pornography called Never Been Fisted? Oh, Allie. I'm sure there is. Somebody has plans later. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, this has been You Had Me at Hell No. I've been Allie. And I've been Mel. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded remotely in front of our pets, Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I want to thank Tiffer Hill for editing our podcast, putting up with all our shenanigans, and making us sound amazing. We would also like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for writing our theme song. Thanks, Bella and Lucille. <laughs> <laughs>